Hey folks, Kyle here. Just want to drop a quick content warning at the top of this episode. Uh, the series Nemulant does play some child abuse for laughs in the first episode. Of course, as a serious subject, and we do not want anyone to be triggered or experience any uh, psychological harm from listening to us discuss that particular gag. So we are mentioning it here first at the top of the episode. If you need to skip this one, feel free. We'll be back in two weeks with something totally different. Thank you. Hello, and this is Me, Toku, and Everyone We Know, a podcast about friends watching Japanese science fiction and fantasy media, all the way from Kaiser to Zerum. I'm Kyle. And I'm Quincy. And uh, Quincy, today we are going to turn our brains pink. Man, pink. Pink. Pink, pink. Pink will support us. Um, Quincy, what are we talking about? So so we're talking about Dokincho Nimilin, and can we talk about what an absolute bop this thing's theme song is it's amazing um i'll try to stick a sample in post <laughs> it's so good <laughs> because gosh darn um i can't even cuss like i normally do about this show it's so ding darn adorable yeah so so normally uh we talk about tokusatsu shows that are geared towards boys, boys and they're they're a lot more violent traditional masculine children we'll say yeah uh, yeah ultraman common rider Go Ranger stuff where the good guys put on colorful costumes and punch bad guys until they explode into pyrotechnics. And Nemulin is not that. Nemulin is the I want to say the third, but I could be wrong. It might be the fourth uh, Fushigi comedy series from Toei, uh, developed by Shotaro Shinomori, creator of the Super Sentai franchise and Common Rider. Um, he went from Common Rider to this, which is a wild leap. Yeah, so I guess. The, the execs at Toei were like, we need more girl shows, quote-unquote girl mm-hmm. shows. Right. Uh, how can we sell uh, toys in the pink aisle as well as the blue aisle? Uh, and they're like, I know. We will take a weird uh, bastard child of a popple and a butterfly and we'll tie it on a string and uh, this creature will have shenanigans and adventures. Yeah, Nemulin is like a Teletubby and a, and a butterfly got into a the Brundlefly-esque accident. Yeah, she looks like a fucked up Cabbage Patch Kid um, had sex with uh, Hordak. You're not wrong. It's, it's a weird toy. It's a weird puppet. Um, so... And, and as per most, what's great is as per almost all tokusatsu, it is so toyetic. Like, mm-hmm. Nimulin's design does make a perfect toy because I oh, yeah. want to play with her. She oh, looks yeah. like a snuggly stuffed animal that you want to go to sleep with. And then her pals, which are literal toys that turn to giant monsters, also are super cool. Yeah. Uh, Monroe, the rock monster slash gorilla, and Vivian, the uh, bat slash fetish gimp? I don't know. Yeah, he's like a Batman. He's like budget Batman. Yeah, with like a cartoon bat face, though. Yeah. Like, he is a bat, but he is wearing a Batman cape as well, and that's upsetting on some level. 
And he has a bandied over his belly button and a really prominent belly button that took me a second to realize that's what it was at first. Oh, see, I never realized that. I thought it was a bowel. I, I think it's a it's a belly button with like a king hippo bandage over it. See, I just assumed it was a pork bun. I mean, it could be. Uh, it is just a really big round bulge on the lower front of this costume that was very upsetting for a few minutes. So I figured out what it was at least trying to be. It's a hernia. Oh God, it's poor Vivian. A hernia. <laughs> poor Vivian. Um, <laughs> Why do you think they named these sidekicks Vivian and Monroe? Is Vivian Monroe a notable person in Japan? I should have um, looked that one up, and I did not. Um, that is, if that's a reference to one that slipped past me, I caught a couple other ones. I'm, I want to just talk briefly about the plot of this show for just a half a second before we dive too deep into our reactions to it. So the basic plot is that you've got Mako Oiwa, the most intense nine-year-old ever, got dumped by her fourth grade boyfriend, as we all have, burns all the photographs of them together, which wakes up Nemulin from her 800 million years sleep, and she decides she wants to be friends with this intense, sad child. Is that about right? Um, I tried to open IMDb, and my bandwidth couldn't do both. <laughs> That's okay. There is no useful IMDb for this show, which is another weird thing about it. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's, first of all, 800 million years ago was um, about the time the first early single cell organisms divided into two cell organisms for the first time. <laughs> so, so when... So, single-cell organisms divided into two-cell organisms and Nimulin, a complex, magical, multicellular... Fairy monster thing. Took a nap. Yeah. For 800 million years. Well, Um, because there was no friends. I guess. Or uh, 10-year-olds to harass. (laughs) Yeah, no fourth graders to magically trouble. Um, Mako's brother, Tamasaburo, is a 12-year-old incel... Yeah, Tomasporo, I mean, I get it. It's so good because uh, Mako is our audience uh, point of view character. Mm -hmm. Everything, you're supposed to identify with her the most, which is great because it works. Because it starts with her burning a fucking picture of that jerk Akira. (laughs) Uh, Fuck Akira. Yeah, and, and what's... Okay, so sorry, we're just going to dive into it. I'm, I'm going in on Akira. Do it. He dumps Mako and later in the same episode is on a date with another girl mm-hmm. and is just like, hey, what are you going to do? Love is love. We're nine-year-olds. <laughs> God, it's so bizarre. Uh, Ma- there is a lot of DNA between nine-year-old Mako and, like, um... Asami Asaki from Sukiban Deco, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. Like it's she's a, like there's she's this a miniature Sukiban. <laughs> like Sukiban's supposed to be high school kids, but this is like a she is like proto Sukiban. She is like resting, resting angry face. Judo throws people that she doesn't like regularly in this regularly. show. Does she beat the living shit out of everyone? <laughs> so, so Tomasaburo is like the dolt 12 year old he mm-hmm. is an underachiever jokes that he's going to be a sumo wrestler when he grows up 
Yeah, um, he is trying to get into a very exclusive private middle school, but he doesn't have the grades, so he's doing other weird schemes. He joins a cult at one point, as far yeah, as I can he tell. he also, like, turns to Shintoism to just pray his way into school. Uh, there is a bit where he is trying to sing his way in, because Seiko Matsuda, uh, who was a pop idol in the early 80s, and um, the other one's name is Kiyeme uh, Hori, also went to the same private junior high school. Um, I, I looked those references up because they come multiple times throughout the series. There's a bit in one of the early episodes where uh, Dad Oya is having a like midday drunk dream about Seiko uh, Matsuda, who is the, quote, eternal idol of Japan. She's one of the few pop idols that worked continuously from 1980 to 2020. And then Thomas Habro mentions Kiyame Hori. Kiyame debuted in 1982, about two years before this show launched, I want to say, and retired in 1987 due to exhaustion. So she debuted at 14 and uh, retired, uh, what, five years later at 19. It's burned tough out, in these washed up. For, for pop idols. The idol system is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, Tomas Bro is supposed to be, like, the butt of the jokes. All the mm -hmm. shenanigans, he tries to catch the monsters doing stuff, and he gets blamed when they wreck the house. And, like, and then he gets beaten with a cast iron skillet by his yeah, mother. Yeah, his, so their Her mother, Mrs. Oiwa, um gets angry at the mess that she assumes her son made, so naturally she takes a cast iron skillet and paddles him with it. And he emerged from that bruised and bloodied. What are we watching? Yeah. We're going to put a trigger warning in the front of this one. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, it's wild. It's so rough. So we were parts. able to watch four episodes of this. Mm -hmm. I am crushed that we didn't watch more because not more is readily available yeah. in English. However, I also learned through watching this with my son, uh, you don't have to be able to read the subtitles to enjoy this show. Correct. There is an episode about an evil Santa I want to go back to that's not translated. Yes. And one about um, the the peach the the peach blossom prince. Oh yeah, I I really want to watch every episode of this. Also, if any of you find this episode and you own uh, Nimulin merchandise. Please uh, contact us because I have learned we're that, buying uh, because this was made in the in eighty four it was marketed to hell but because mm -hmm. it was made in eighty four finding uh, Nemo and merchandise now is hard to do in mm -hmm. the U S and make it affordable yeah, so it, uh, I'm on hit. the hunt for some Nimulin, uh drinkware uh, that will not give me cancer when I drink out of it but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh. Also, um, the the show there is a seven inch single of the record, but I can only find it for upwards of seventy dollars, and I don't have that kind of money. That's a lot for like a flexi disc or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, rough. Yeah, this show ran for you know one season, as all of the most Sentai only runs for a season, and they relaunch it as something else. So we have these you know meta franchises like Ultraman or like Common Rider or Super Sentai that are one-and-done seasons, and the next season is a whole new concept. The, or the Fushigi comedy, really. The Fushigi comedies kind of run the same way, but their concepts are so wildly different that we never get another Nemulin, as far as I know. 
We never get another, like, this weird thing. And I don't think she landed very well because, again, there's... The merch exists, but it's hard to come by. And there's no real info about this show that I can dig up. No, I don't think, besides us and, like, one other sub-blog, I don't think there's a lot of people really championing Nimulin. And I tell you what, y'all are fucking up. It's great. <laughs> now, the thing I did notice, uh, and you, you pointed this out, there's a, uh, a magical girl raising project, like dating sim slash RPG slash apparently horror television program. Um, it's, 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 what it is is Battle Royale for magical girls. Um, they all get murdered. <laughs> and one of the magical girls' name is Nemerin, which is another transliteration for Nemulin. And her powers are all related to sleeping and dreaming. Oh. And when she dies... a reference? I think she is. When she dies in the series, she continues to live in her dreams and interact with the rest of the cast, much the way, the same way Nemulin went to sleep for 800 million years but had dream adventures, like the time all the ice cream flew away. Oh, man. So uh, maybe. that might be the only impact of this show, <laughs> is Magical Girl Raising Project. So A series I have not watched but read spoilers for. Episode. Yeah, that, that's an odd duck. Yeah, um, so so normally the series is shenanigans around the Oiwa home because an 800-year-old butterfly woman and her two monsters fuck shit up. But then there's just an episode that's all told in dream time? It's, yeah, it's a... She tells the history of why children eat ice cream in winter. Um, which is a... I, I don't know. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's a story it's, that happened in a dream. because Mako says, I'd rather have ice cream than a than hot a pork, pork bun. bun. Yeah. And Nimulin says, ah, oh, yes, that's completely logical because of the Great Ice Cream War. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, where all the ice cream flew away because it was winter and no one wanted to eat it. And when Nemulin altered the axis of the Earth to make it summer instead of winter, the ice cream came back, but all the hot pork buns ran away. And then there was a war between them. So and it went very graphically <laughs> my other like that's that's a very good episode but my absolute favorite is the one where Monroe falls in love with Tomasa Burrow's other 12 year old friend yes who is in love with Tomasa Burrow's 9 year old sister which upsets me on some level yeah it's very creepy but fortunately Mako like beats throws him into a garbage can says, like get real you're a creep <laughs> But Monroe, a crystal gorilla robot, falls in love with a 12-year-old child. And the 12-year-old child goes, actually, I love you too. And yeah. they hold each other romantically for the rest of the episode until Mako sets everyone straight. <laughs> Mako doesn't really set everyone straight as so much as have a jealous fit that leads to her getting hung on an actual clothesline by her shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And lecture that everyone like, has... to calm down. Everyone has the right to fall in love. <laughs> Even <laughs> monsters. Gosh, this show. It's so good. Like, it's, I... It, it's none something. None of our conversation has any, like, ability to really capture it. 
No. I, you, I recommend just, like, fire up YouTube, go to the Toei Tokusatsu channel, and find an episode of this show. The first yeah. two are subtitled. The rest of the series is not, but you don't need them. Just, just like, soak in the things that are happening. Yeah, so basically it's just a show to sell these dolls that uh, we can't see any record. The only thing I've been able to find that really proves its existence, besides a couple of chopsticks and drinkware, are um, books, like picture books. Yeah. I've seen photos of Nemulan dolls on one of the Toku like Wikipedia sites or something. Yeah. So they but exist, never for but sale. they're not around. And I've seen a bootleg, weirdly enough. I've seen a, a, a like a Guangdong Chinese knockoff of a Nebulon that was just a solid pink vinyl cast. I, I um, I'm listening, but not recently. Like not like on AliExpress today or anything. It's just yeah. like, yeah, here's Nebulon bootleg. Like okay. Um, so, so Quincy, what, what grade would we give this show? How do you grade something that's so completely outside your frame of reference? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. I've seen a lot of things. I've I, I've been through the entirety of Ralph Bakshi's catalog. I've been through German experimental films. I've been through Soviet science fiction. I've been through Captain Pronin. I cannot put this in a neat box. This is like there's Moon Madness, that weird French, you know sci-fi on, the, on one side somewhere completely off the map is nebula i can't describe this this is like end of ava wishes it was this weird <laughs> and yet the premise is pretty simple it is yeah. supernatural creature makes shenanigans for a nine-year-old's everyday life except the I, th- I think it's just her design. Her design <laughs> is so strange. It's upsetting that it take and and the fact that every episode Nimulin imbibes some kind of food, human with that food, puppet mouth. How dirty is the inside of that puppet after slurping up all those ramen noodles <laughs> and milk out of crazy straws? So many, so much, so much dairy inside this marionette. <laughs> like <It's... laughs> there, I. I you pointed out that about half of through they have a new Nemulin doll for a different design. I think it's because they forgot to watch the old one. Yeah, yeah. I think they wore it out. So it's it's almost an uncanny valley response. It, she's not meant to look human. Right. But she does have a human face. But it's clearly made to look like a doll so that it can sell the dolls. But it doesn't look... Yeah, it's to, to my human senses. What you're seeing is like, what if Captain Scarlet just had a regular kid in it as well as Captain Scarlet? What if the Thunderbirds had a human child for a friend? How upsetting would that be? Yeah, it's, it's that it's... kind of upsetting. Um, I'm going to grade this one P for pink. <laughs> but, but, okay, if we look down the line, um, it's got, the premise is a very standard yeah. Toku premise. The it characters is. are these like very good characters. All of the characters are excellent. Even they the are... monster design is really oh, cool. My... The suit, especially Monroe's suit with the uh, articulated teeth and jaws. Yeah, 
is very good. Like yeah. it is and, and a is better only, suit than I've seen a Master Rider punch in my entire life. Yeah, and is only uh, made better when Monroe decides he wants to be beautiful and tries on makeup and jewelry. <laughs> so good. Also, they there's hang a the scene beads from his where fangs. Monroe does jazzercise. Yes, <laughs> he gets on the exercise bike. And they have this, like, eight-foot-tall metal gorilla riding an exercise bike. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, and it's also got amazing fashion to boot. Uh, there is that really good scene where... So, so Mrs. Oiwa is, like, the, the unsung hero of the mm-hmm. show because she puts up with a uh, son who tries to molest a girl in one episode, a father who comes home day drunk, mm-hmm. and a girl who is hosting an 800-year-old who refuses year to old. do chores. Because Mrs. Oiwa is like, okay, if you live here, Nimuelan, you could at least pitch in. And she's like, no thanks, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> God, Mama Oia's uh, trench coat and fedora combo in the Fantasy Dream ice cream episode is amazing. Yeah, and and her haircut is yeah. very good too. It's, well, it's very, very forward for a '84. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to give this one an A. I completely I think... concur. If you really look at, it's got an amazing theme song. The end credits have that weird. Um, it's it's very much the the meme about anime a really intense opening mm-hmm. theme and a really chill closing theme except the closing yeah. theme the the Oia, the Oiwa family go to Europe and dress in European clothes It's actually a hotel in Japan I looked oh. it up it is a Victorian England themed hotel in Japan Man if if there's one <laughs> thing I know from watching a lot of toku it's an anime it's that the Japanese love the Victorian era. <laughs> but yeah, they show up in Victorian period garb and ride go-karts in the ending credits. Also, <laughs> the theme music for both are very cynical lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're... the opening theme has lyrics like, My invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. We're only friends during fair weather. <laughs> and then, this policeman at the station has very curly hair, which I think means someone crashed a party and got arrested. But, I mean... <laughs> Man, that mug is so good. I love and the ending so theme is about being tired and having a migraine. You know, like like you do, because you're so, a vital that's very, very tired. I think this might be every bit as good at what it does as Ultra 7 is at what it does. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a I cannot recommend it enough for just, like, uh, psychotronic weirdness. Yeah. And, I mean, I hate the trope of, like, oh, it's weird in Japanese, because that feels very, um, you know, very white-centered, American normalcy-centered, but this is legit a weird show. Yeah, and it's not weird for the sake of being weird or edgy, because I think in especially modern uh, Japanese horror movies, there's almost a counterculture we're going to be as gross as we can be. I mean, yeah. you know, zombie toilet and shit like that. Because it's like, Robo okay, Geisha. we know what side our bread is buttered on. We're going to make our money in the international release of this and yeah. the U.S. marketing. So let's just be fucking weird. Like a, This what? is just authentic. It's just authentic. It's it's chi- it's the same kind of logic that House has of just, like, child logic. 
You know, it, it is reminds less... me a lot of Amabi, the yokai, the mm-hmm. um, the yokai that if you see its picture, it'll stop the spread of a um, of an epidemic. Hmm. And I think uh, Nimulin is the Amabi of 2020. Maybe okay. she's gonna just save us all. Wear your mask. Stay inside. Watch Nimulin. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I think that's going to cover it for now. We've talked to death about it here. Um, that might just be covered. Do you have any final thoughts on Nemulin, Quincy? Again, if anyone has a line on some Nemulin merchandise, hit God. your boy up. I keep finding pictures of like hot pink mugs with this flying bug lady on it, and I want them so badly. Yeah, find me a Nemulin t-shirt in an adult American 3XL, and I will I will be your best friend. Or bootleggers, get at us. Let's try to make some merch. God. I don't know that I want to advocate for bootlegging on this program, but we'll leave that in. Um, so, honestly, oh, I think we're gonna... uh, Fucking uh, Toey. We're, Toey, we're repping please. your YouTube channel. Uh, proof of concept. If the numbers <laughs> go up because of this episode, uh, make some more Nemulin merch. Give me Nemulin, new, give me a Shin Nemulin 2020. I don't know. Oh man, I would <laughs> give me the Grim Dark Nemulin Tears reboot. The dark gritty Nemulin reboot. Shimulin. Yeah, but you know they did that uh, Grim Dark Cutie Honey reboot a couple years ago. Yeah. We're gonna get to that at some point. That I'm I'm curious about. Honestly, I think these first four episodes are gonna come out. We're gonna come out swinging pretty hard. Um, I want to get some Stone Cold classics talked about, and then get into the uh, maybe missteps later on. Oh yeah, we'll definitely talk about some bad stuff. All right. Uh, although so I, I'm still gonna say it. it. It might be early still, but I stand for big bad Beetleborgs. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. You know, we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna do Super Sentai. Um, we're just bullshitting at this point, but we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna talk about Power Rangers and Super Sentai in context. I know. Um, I know I want to talk about them both because they're very different things. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. All right. So I'm going to call it there. This has been uh, me, Toku, and everyone we know talking about Nemulin. Um, Quincy, where can folks find you on the interwebs if they so desire? So uh, you can find me on my other podcast page, uh, which is Rank and Vile. Uh, we're on Instagram at Rank and Vile. And uh, we have a uh, Twitter uh, at Rank and Vilecast, where you can get a lot more information about the that podcast. Delightful. And you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Toku We Know. And uh, there you have it. Have a great night and uh, be kind to each other, folks. Yeah. So long. Thanks for listening to me and Toku and everyone we know. Our show comes out twice a month at tokuweknow.cast.rocks. And if I've built this correctly, you can also find us on Google, iTunes, and anywhere else that pods are cast. Our intro music is Friendship Blast OK by Ryan Boyd. Make sure to check out Ryan and Quincy's other show, Rankin' Vile, at rankinvile.podbean.com. It's a spooky show about scary movies. And we'll see you in two weeks. Friendship, you're